I'm your... <coughs> hey, Luke, you sonny boy, I'm your dad. Uh, welcome back to the Broski Files. This is our fourth episode, and I am excited because this is our fourth episode, and we are on a roll. Um, yeah. So, how you doing? I don't know how to roll into the first segment smoothly. Um, I'm really bad at small talk. I'm honestly really bad at any talk. Unless I'm just in my room, confined, alone, talking to my device. So, yes. Um, I'm lonely. What? Anyway... So, yeah, this is the Broski Files' fourth episode. I hope you guys are just as excited as I am, because I feel like I'm doing pretty good. Guys, I officially, in three weeks, uh, I have 74 views on my podcast. And that is awesome. I mean, for three weeks, we're doing pretty good. So remember to tell your friends, please, you know, share this podcast so we can get that, bump that up to 100 or even like 150 or something. That's not asking much, you know. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's wrong with me. Anyway. Oh, we got two minutes till the four-minute mark. You know, the four-minute mark is when I start talking about blood. I don't know how I'm going to bring blood in this today. Anyway, it'll probably happen, so, yeah. Uh, last night, I, I'm i a manager for the volleyball team. I think I've mentioned this before last week when I was explaining how I um, got corona all over my legs. And uh, it, was, it was a whole thing, and it was, you know... The Corona bus disaster of 2020. It's probably happened already somewhere, so I can't even take that. So, anyway, last night we had a home volleyball game. And the week before that, uh, yeah, I'm a manager. And I had been told I was going to work the books. You know, like write down the scores, numbers, uh numbers and things yep but anyway last night they dropped a bomb on me and we're like hey we got a professional to work the books i'm like excuse me i'm not a professional i have a whole entire week of experience like what anyway they're like you're gonna work the lines tonight so if you don't know what the lines are it's basically the, I don't know how to explain this, I, oh, um, there's a right side and a left line, there's a right line and a left line, and basically you just have to do some weird signals with your hands if the ball goes out of bounds or if it's in bounds, if, like, the refs can't tell. Basically, it's just you. Standing there the whole time, doing some weird signs with your hands. Looking kind of crazy. Oh, it's four minutes. Um, 
um, um, blood, gore, um, brain, explosion. Okay, now that we've gotten that, then let me continue with my story. So yeah, I had to work the lines, and I was freaking out, because I have no idea whatsoever. So my coach, she's like, hey, Lucy, you're going to work the lines today. She kind of just pushes me over to the ref. You know, he is a nice old dude with a, with a ponytail for some reason. I don't know why that was necessary, but apparently it was for a refereeing. Um, yeah, so she pushes me over there. He's like, okay, so you do this for inbounds, do this for out of bounds. Mm, 47 and a half other signs that I didn't really know. He's like, okay, you're good. You're certified. Let's go. And I was just over here like, um, thumbs up. You know, that's, that's what I got from all of that was, was thumbs up. So anyway, I get pushed back over to the corner of the court, you know, uh, where the bottom line and the left line intersect, kinda. Like, they're there, and... Yeah, so I I was shoved into that corner. And I probably wasn't there for two seconds when a ball starts flying towards my face. And I'm just like, (gasps) you know, pulling some karate moves. It turns out that was some sort of sign for signifying the ball was out. And they're like, Lucy, you're doing such a good job. And I'm like, um, okay. I guess defending my face from the balls is being a good line person. Person. So, yeah. So, I'm just pulling my karate moves half the night. You know, my legs are dying because I'm just standing there. You know, luckily, my face was not destroyed. I bet I jumped every time a ball came towards me. I I somehow jumped 26.3 feet, you know, out of the way, just to make sure, you know, social distancing people, there could be corona on that ball, you don't know, and my legs have been coroned before, but you do not want to have, you do not want to know what happens when your face gets coroned by volleyball. Because I don't know what happens either, but I do not want to find out. So, there we go. And so, by the end of the game, basically, I never want to be a line person again. Because it was horrifying and scary at first. And then it was just boring. The only good thing that really came out of this was I got my black belt in karate. So, that was great, and we also, I think one team won the volleyball games, but the only reason we lost was because everyone was looking at my amazing kung fu panda skills, you know, that thing, okay, this segment wasn't funny at all, but like, I I just had to say all of that because yes. Oh yeah, and also I just ate four lunchables for no absolute reason, but it's America, so yes. You know, in the constitution the the, the rule, <laughs> the rule where it says 
Americans, they have the freedom to eat the Lunchables. Okay. Yep. Thomas Jefferson wrote that. Thomas Jefferson created Lunchables, if you didn't know. Okay. Moving on. Uh, so I have some really weird pets. You know, I've already told you about my psychotic cat, Zumi, that I'm a little bit afraid she's she's gonna murder me in my sleep one of these days, but we're not gonna talk about that, because, like, no. She's probably listening to this conversation right now, so... Anyway, besides Zoomy, um, I have a cat named Blackfoot, and he is an old cat who tolerates Zoomy. He has no black feet whatsoever, but I was like four when I named him. I was a very stupid child, which you are going to learn more about later. And then we have a blind, deaf schnauzer named Django, who is a swamp monster. He lives in our backyard. He, let me think, what does he do? He barks at cats that aren't there. He likes to peel out in piles of leaves. And, uh, sometimes he just sits there. Like in random places, staring off into nothing because he's blind. So, yeah. And then we have Tubby, which I don't know why we have such weird cats, but Tubby is Blackfoot's sister. And one of all, she's super fat. And super duper duper fluffy. Two. My family thinks she's really stupid. But I have this theory that she's really smart. Because every time we're around her. She starts meowing. This awful noise. It's like velociraptor screeching. Um, slash. It's like a. Like, like that. Like, so, you know, we'll, we'll go outside. You know, the sun will be shining. Everything's beautiful. And then we hear... And we're like, oh, it's Tubby. And Tubby, she's kind of alienish looking. Because she's lived outside for so long. So she's got dirt smeared on the side of her butt. She's got leaves sticking in her hair. And, you know... She's really creepy, because you'll just be standing there, and it's silent, like standing outside, and then you'll blink, and Tubby's there, and it's one of those things where you go, <gasps> and Tubby just goes, just stares into the depths of your soul. <laughs> yeah. So Tubby's weird, but believe me, it gets weirder. Of, of course it does. So, a few weeks ago, you know, we have the Velociraptor cat, we have the Psychotic cat, 
we have the normal cat that just sleeps all day and, you know, pretends, um, life that 2020 doesn't exist. He doesn't really give a crap about anything because he just sleeps everywhere. So anyway, um, a few weeks ago, we... There, this this chicken just appeared in our driveway, and it was loud. It was like so loud. It was it was like Tubby's Velociraptor screeching times ten. And believe me, this chicken is a literal Velociraptor. Its claws are like g- ginormous and scary. And the chicken, um, is, is scary. And he runs away from me. And, yeah. Anyway, basically, the Velociraptor cat and the Velociraptor chicken became best friends. Because for some reason, Tubby hates other cats. Actually, I don't think it's that she hates other cats. Other cats hate her. Because one time, I tried to introduce Tubby... And and the psychotic cat, Zoomy. And Tubby, you know, did the screech at her and wanted to sniff her and stuff. And Zoomy's just over here like... <sighs> you know, spazzing out. I don't know, Tubby... Maybe humans can't see it, but other cats are just like... This thing is, is not a cat. It's an alien velociraptor... Thing. Monster. Okay, so, yeah, Tubby met this chicken, and, I don't know, they just became best friends, they were always hanging out. One time we saw Tubby licking the chicken, and the chicken was just like, what? And, oh yeah, not to mention, the Velociraptor cat is also best friends with the blind and deaf dog, who I'm pretty sure the blind and deaf dog does not realize that that Tubby's a cat. And, because, you know, they'll just sleep next to each other, and Tubby does her Velociraptor screech, and, and in response, Django runs into a tree, which is really sad, but hilarious at the same time. So we have some really weird pets. And then there's the drama. Because Tubby, our heroine, our hero, our hero is in the middle. And she loves Django and she loves this chicken. But Django and the Velociraptor chicken, whom we've named John Rambo for no specific reason, Django and J.R. John Rambo hate each other. That's the tea, peoples. Um, yeah, we caught John Rambo and Django fighting under the porch one time. Django, you know, was not even attacking the chicken. He was just kind of barking at at the steps to our porch and John Rambo was attacking uh was 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 attacking Django's butt and 
Django had no idea what was going on, because, you know, he was looking the opposite direction. And from then on, they've become nemesis. Yeah. So, Tubby's over here like, Ooh, oh my gosh. So now she has to go in between her friends, and it's this whole thing. And you know, lately, John Rambo has been, uh, you know, sometimes we'll see him peeking into the backyard while Django is sleeping. And I'm just over here like, what are you planning, you evil velociraptor? And then Tubby comes, yeah. (laughs) So... Yeah, that that's what's going on. Um, twenty twenty has brought us Velociraptor chickens and cats that are best friends with blind and deaf dogs. You know the funniest thing about Django though is when you call his name and he looks the opposite direction. He'll look at a wall. Or at a bush. And I'm just... Buddy. No. Um, I'm, I'm over here. Hmm? Where's the Velociraptor chicken? So. Yeah. Django's pretty weird. And the Velociraptor chicken, sometimes, he'll just run back and forth on the front sidewalk, screeching. At the top of its lungs. Just screeching. And Tubby will sit there watching him. And if she had hands, she would probably be clapping. Or, I don't know, worshipping the chicken or something. I don't know, but she, she's got something weird going through her brain. And this chicken, you know, his wings are all back. You know, doing the weird run, just going... You know, noises like that. And it breaks my brain cells, especially when I'm trying to do homework. And and you just see the chicken randomly pass by, you know, through the window. Just run down the sidewalk. Whoop, that's, that's John Rambo. What's up, buddy? Also, he live he leaves really big poops in our driveway, and it's disgusting. Cause believe me, bird poop is not something you want to look at at all. Never. Okay. Oh, that was a very odd segment. So now, we're going to talk about me being a stupid child. Yay! Okay, so a few years back, everyone has that really stupid, ridiculous, you know, really bad school picture. (sighs) So I'm going to tell you my story about that. So yeah, a few years back, it was picture day. I was wearing my new full plaid dress. 
I had my hair all pretty. And you walk up, and first of all, you can tell the photographer doesn't give a crap. You know, just one of those guys who says, smile at the camera, and then takes your picture while you're, you know, I don't know, scratching your butt or something in there. That's your, that's your school picture. And then you're known as the butt scratcher for the rest of your life. Somehow. You could move to another country and they would still call you butt scratcher. Based on a truth. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Anyway, so I go to sit down, or not sit down, I'm not sitting down, I'm just standing there. And he's like, put your hand on your hip. And literally, he doesn't even say, three, two, one, or anything. I go to smile, and he takes the picture, and I'm just like, you know, blinking. Because the lights are so freakishly bl bright that that it blinds me like, like Django. You know, I'm just going to go run into a tree over here. Because the lights are so bright. So then I walk off like, um, okay. And you know, I completely forget about it. And a few weeks later, we get the pictures back. And there, my giant face in my packet. You know, how you get the, the big picture in the very front. There I am. Looking like a constipated child who hates their life and wants to go jump in a hole and just stay there for life. That was my picture. So I bring it home and my parents... You know, they're all like, you look constipated. And I'm like, yes, I, I know. Thank you. And so, as a joke, my dad took a picture of these pictures and sent them to my grandparents. And here is the best part of this story. I look horrible in this picture. My hair, I don't know, somehow this photographer took it at the perfect moment when my hair decided to turn into an afro and just go crazy. So it's really bad and I look sad and depressed like I'm dead inside and constipated at the same time. You know, a few minutes later my grandpa's like, oh, that's so funny. And then my grandma, the same one who does the crazy brush cleanings with her lawnmower skills, she calls me. She calls me and she's like, Lucy, your pictures are beautiful. I love them. I want 10 copies. I'm going to give them to all my friends. I, I think I should post this picture on on Facebook, I'm like, oh, oh my gosh. First, you clean my brushes, and now you're gonna post a constipated picture of me looking like 
like I just got hit by a car on Facebook? No. Oh. No. Bad. And yeah, so now that picture hangs in our hallway to this day. Or I can gaze upon it and know safely in the back of my mind that it was posted on Facebook and everyone said I looked beautiful. Yeah. That was great. Um. Okay, so moving away from the beautiful pictures of myself, you know, I'm going to be a model one day, and that's, oh my gosh, I'm going to put that as, like, my Tinder profile. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wish, wow. You know, I think I'm going to start an Instagram page, and if I do, I'm going to post that picture so y'all can all see how mm, amazing it was. Okay, years and years ago, when I was about four, or possibly five, uh, we go, so every year we go to Austin, and we go to this, this, um, costume store called Lucy in Disguise, which is weird, because my name is Lucy, so that's just weird. Anyway, this costume place is, first of all, it's kind of creepy, because there's all sorts of weird people in it, you know, probably doing cosplay stuff or whatever, you know. It's in the odd part of Austin. And there's just some really disturbing costumes in there. It's creepy. And, you know, then there's the tiny little kids section off in the corner where the manager's smoking a cigar. No, I'm just kidding. Um... Yeah, my dumb self goes over there with the five costumes that there are. You know, just five. There's just like three, four. Having this elaborate costume in mind, and then I see it. The giraffe costume. I'm four or five, okay? And you know, the light from heaven shines. I have a lot of light from heaven shining down in my life, you know? This was the first appearance of the ice cream cake light shining from heaven that came down on this giraffe costume. You know, the angels began to sing. And I was like, Mom, I'm going to be a giraffe. And she's like, oh, I thought you wanted to be a ballerina. I'm like, no, I'm going to be a giraffe. Mother, I'm going to be a giraffe. Oh, not just putting this out there. The year before this, I was a caterpillar. These are my Halloween costumes. Oh, yeah. Um, So, we get this costume, and it's not till we're already in the car that we see this costume is designed... For three-year-olds. And. 
Mom and Dad don't tell me, because they just decide, oh, she she really wanted to be a giraffe, you know, you know, I when I wanted at this point when I saw this giraffe costume, I was like, man. <laughs> I'm going to be a giraffe when I grow up. I'm going to be the best giraffe in the world, in the universe. And so, we get home. I try this giraffe costume on, and it is tiny. So on Halloween night, I was waddling around like a penguin, you know, with my arms all stuck out and stiff and... And, you know, the cuffs just cutting off my circulation. But I was happy because I was a giraffe. And that was my dream. When in reality, I was just a five-year-old with messy hair and a tiny giraffe costume on. Oh, yeah. So there was that. Second, my mom, the night of Halloween, decided, oh, we should get some brown face paint. And, you know, paint little brown spots on your face uh, for the giraffe spots. I'm like, okay. So my mom puts these spots on me. I'm like, ah, I'm a giraffe. You know, I can't feel my legs anymore, but that's okay because I'm a giraffe. I've achieved my goal in life. And... We get, we're like a block away from our house now. And my face just, just breaks out, okay? It just starts itching, you know, I'm like, and I'm sweating, I'm getting hot all of a sudden. I'm like scratching my face and stuff. I'm like, get it off! Oh! oh my gosh! And you know, so by the time we got home, this makeup was all melted off and my face face was all red and disgusting and I went from a pretty mutant looking giraffe to a mutant giraffe who looked like they'd been attacked by acid and and a lion had bitten its face and somehow the giraffe's face had been set on fire simultaneously and I went and trick-or-treated just like that. I was a third-degree burn. I don't even know. Is a third-degree burn bad? I think it is. I think it is. And Anyway, I was a third-degree burn, acid-in-the-face, lion-attack, giraffe, mutant-survivor. And I got candy that year. And also, my brother sat on the porch in an Angry Birds costume and petted a fra- and, and petted a fake brain. So yeah, I hope you liked this episode. Even though I I don't even remember what I talked about, did some karate stuff, learned about some. Velociraptor cat chicken um reminisced 
on the constipated school picture and you learned how I I I cut off all my circulation in a giraffe costume and and became and and became a giraffe with third degree burns and looked amazing at the same time so yeah come back next week make sure to tell your friends and get me to a hundred views please please and um the brewski files will be back next <coughs> week with a new episode as always unless lucy has fallen into a hole died or got hit in the face with the volleyball but that probably won't happen because her karate skills are amazing so yeah Okay, bye broskies, see you next week!